Welcome to Manifestation Lizified, your weekly dose of inspiration. This podcast is rooted in the belief that a positive mindset can improve every aspect of your life, from work to relationships to your overall well-being. By changing the way you interact with the world and approaching it from a positive place, you will manifest a fulfilled life of your creation. Hey everyone, so I am back in action with another great guest, and I have to say, I've been having so much fun doing these Q&As, and I really hope that you guys, my listeners, have enjoyed them as well. It's really interesting to learn about all these new subjects, and particularly, um, I've found that I really like the bridging the gap between science and spirituality. So a few past episodes have already covered topics like dating, productivity, sex communication, spirituality, and more. So if you haven't checked out some of my previous Q&As, I highly recommend that you do. Um, they're episode six and onward. Excuse me. So with that in mind, I really would love to introduce you guys to Cassandra Wilder. She is a naturopathic doctor and uh, the world's leading expert in women's cycles and empowerment. She's known for her passion and her wisdom in women's wellness and reproductive health. She's a renowned expert in bridging the gap between science and spirituality, and she's also the CEO of Goddess Ceremony, the host of the Goddess Ceremony podcast, and the author of a women's health book, which should be slated to publish later this year. So welcome, Cassandra. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. And actually, I would love it if you could share a little bit about what a licensed naturopathic doctor is, because I don't know. (laughs) totally so I get this a lot it's funny I think when you're a naturopath you just get used to having a a really good elevator pitch because most people are not familiar with that term but a naturopathic doctor is someone that has gone through some formal schooling to learn a variety of healing modalities to help their clients heal naturally so the big difference with we could say western medicine versus naturopathic medicine is we seek to find the root cause of any imbalance in the body and we choose to look at people on a complete spectrum, so the mind, body, and spirit, to determine why something is presenting with a set amount of symptoms. And then we go through the entire layer of this human being from childhood to the present moment to help them heal themselves. So it's a really empowering um, form of medicine. And like I said, we learn so many different modalities from nutrition to Uh, essential oils and flower essences and mineralization and we get to play with all these tools to help our clients. Very neat. Yeah, it's definitely um, a different side of things, but I'm also very curious. So when you and I were emailing back and forth, I know that you mentioned that our cyclical health uh, as women can actually influence our productivity patterns. And this is kind of like your sweet spot, I believe. So and, and you mentioned that there's always ways that we can kind of use this timetable of of when our cycle is to our advantage. So as I mentioned before, uh, we we hopped on this call, you know, I'm someone who works full time. And I feel like some months you do wonder if your mood, if how you approach a situation is even just a little bit being influenced by your cycle. So can you expand on this just a little bit? Totally. And like you said, this is my favorite thing to talk about is women's cycles and basically everything that most of us were never taught about our bodies, our education about our periods and our cycles as a whole, uh, for most of us was extremely limited. And so we move throughout life, often working against our innate cycles, which causes us to burn out, to hit depletion, to hit that point of 
kind of no return, right? Where we feel like we could just crawl in a cave for a month and not talk to anyone. And instead, there's a huge amount of value in learning how to track your own cycle throughout the month so that you know when you're naturally going to be more extroverted and show up better, you know, in the boardroom or do better things in terms of content creation or client work. And also honoring and creating space for those times of the month where you'll feel the exact opposite, where you don't want to talk to anyone, you don't want to work with clients, and maybe it wouldn't be as ideal to be in these really extroverted settings. So your mood, your energy levels, all of that changes dramatically throughout the month, but especially for you know people like you, like you shared, that work full-time, it's challenging to then take this information sometimes and format it into a very masculine go, 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 hustle kind of culture. So there is so much value in simply recognizing when we can start to prioritize certain tasks or certain business tools and things throughout the month when we are naturally going to be more productive. Okay. So how can we actually like work with our cycle to be a bit more productive? And can you share any productivity tips? And one, you made a really great point. What do we do if you know, I had no choice. I had to work today and I am on the start of my cycle. Go figure. Right. But, um, (laughs) sorry, listeners. Uh, anyways, uh, but how can we be more productive and how do we, what can we do to kind of still show up when we need to show up, even if we're not feeling a hundred percent or whatnot, because in some instances, like you don't, you can't always dictate, uh, when that client presentation is or anything like that. So any tips there? Totally. Such a great point. And this is where I think sometimes, you know, when we talk about self-care and, you know, nourishing yourself throughout the month online can become really blown out of proportion, right? Where we are under this illusion that unless you can go and get a two hour massage or take three days off of work or something that then it's not worthwhile. And it's more so about these little things we do throughout the month to keep us balanced and to create that sense of reverence or support for ourselves that is much more important. So when you look at your monthly cycle, it really breaks down into four distinct times of the month. So you have your menstrual time, which is obviously when we're bleeding and releasing. We have our ovulation time. And then we have these two other times of the month that are less less talked about. We have our follicular phase, where we are starting to build up and get ready for ovulation. And we have our luteal phase, where we kind of start to come inward once again as we approach menstruation. So through this pattern, we can see when we are naturally going to be more productive. So if you think about your follicular and your ovulation time, those are those times when you do have the most energy, you are more extroverted than any other time of the month. And these are the kind of days when you could put in a 12-hour day where you could stand up there and do a big presentation or something and actually probably feel really nourished by that. However, when we're in more of that luteal or menstrual phase, it's a time when we naturally feel more introverted. We naturally have lower energy levels. And this is why, especially on the first, second day of our menstrual cycles, we really have that innate craving to slow down, to curl up on the couch with a big blanket, to drink some tea. That is our body speaking to us and asking us to slow down. So that's it on a broader scale. But in terms of taking that information and now making it applicable for, you know, those days when you have to show up or if you're a mom and you can't just be like, bye kids, I'll see you in three days, right? How do we take that? So it's all about the little subtle changes and the change in mindset that we cultivate that makes 
all of the difference. So especially during your actual menstrual cycle, the most productive thing you can do is to create opportunities for rest. That might be rescheduling just whoever you can, a few of your clients for a different time of the month. This might be going home an hour early or instead of you know going home and watching Netflix, taking some time to go for a walk or journal or take a hot bath. So again, it's about the little subtle changes in opportunities that create that time for rest. Great. That's actually a really great insight. And I'm actually wondering, can you tell me like what week each each of these kind of correspond with? So say you're on your menstrual week. The week after that, what would that be considered? Yeah. So then that would be your follicular where your body is building and your hormones are starting to increase. And then week three would be that ovulatory time. And then we'd come back down into that luteal phase. And is there, so you basically said like during the menstrual week, you know, create those opportunities to rest, but do you have any other tips for the other ones? So I know the follicular phase and the ovulation phase, that's when we can really work those 12 hour days. Hopefully we're not doing too many of those, but you know, (laughs) where we're really gung ho, where we've got the energy, um, all that jazz. But what about the luteal? I feel like that one's kind of just hanging out. (laughs) Yeah, the luteal is a really special time. So especially in our personal lives, and then even if we have a business or you know a podcast or anything, this is a really important phase because it's our close and complete phase. So if we thought of every single cycle you know, as a month, and in that month we're going to have our productive time, we're going to have our rest time, there needs to be this time of close and complete, and that's what the luteal phase is. So it's an important time to finish projects, to finish goals, especially for you know, people like you and I that are probably very ambitious and, you know, we tend to have these like to-do list things that forever stay on the to-do list every single month. You know, they never actually get completed or completely closed out. So this is that time to do that. A great time to complete business goals. This is a time to naturally start to implement a little more of that self-care to start to slow down. And it's a really great time to start to nourish your body on a physical level as well as your body prepares to actually menstruate. That is so interesting. Uh, To the point that I actually decided to write that down and take notes. And I'm going to actually see if I can follow this in some way, shape, or form. And maybe it would really help me just in general and as I approach my my workday or or anything. Because I I, I was even noticing that um, last week and the week before, I was just banging out podcast episodes. I was on the <laughs> roll. I was creating content. Then, then I hit this plateau, right? Where I'm like, oh, I, okay. The to-do list is still getting done. I've wrapped up a few things. And then this week has been, you know, I've had a lot to do, but I've been so tired and I really couldn't understand why. And mm. I feel like now everything is kind of, the dots are all connecting for me. Totally. Totally. It was your, your body telling you. Absolutely. So, all right. I know that every woman's cycle is different, uh, but are the moon and a, a woman's cycle tied together? Does that mean we're more productive during certain times of the month and the moon? I've heard some interesting things regarding women, their cycles, the moon, and pro- productivity uh, and all that jazz. And so I kind of wonder, I have no idea whether or not my cycle is timed with the moon, but I guess I'm asking, is that possible? Is that, does the moon influence us as well? 
It does. And it's super fascinating. You know, we know that the moon affects the water on the planet, the tides, the oceans. And we also know that the moon affects our inner fluids as well. And so it does affect fertility. Uh, we know that more women are ovulating with the full moon than any other time of the month. So the moon can line up beautifully as well. So for a lot of us, our, our cycles may not innately line up with the moon. And this is because you know, we live in cities, we have a lot of artificial lighting, you know, we're not living in little tents in the forest, right, where the only time you would have a lot of light at night was when it was the full moon, and then it was sinking really easily. So traditionally, most cultures around the world would menstruate with the new moon time, when the moon was dark and black, a time of coming introverted, beginning to release, doing some of that deeper inner healing work, and that's also when we'd physically menstruate. And then with the full moon, when it was light and bright, we would also feel that. And this was also when our libido would hit its peak as well. So they say more babies are made on a full moon time than any other time. More babies are birthed on a full moon than any other time. So there is a huge correlation there. So especially if you can sync your cycle up with the moon, and it's very simple to do, you can then start to follow more of the lunar patterns. So if right now, for example, you're menstruating with the full moon, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I would tell you is to honor your body first and foremost, since when you menstruate is when you're going to feel those lower surges of energy versus simply following the lunar pattern. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm just still wrapping my head around that. <laughs> and, and, and kind of, and I was actually, my mind went over to this TV show, Outlander, which I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's great. Love it. Highly recommend it to anyone <laughs> who is listening. Uh, but it, it did have some elements here. Uh, a lot of moon dancing, and, and so my mind was just kind of flowing that way. <laughs> uh, back to back to our question, uh, our Q and A though. Um, so, I love that basically our productivity level. Like sometimes as women, we we feel bad, you know, in the sense of why am I not being as productive? And and sometimes you have to look at it as you know, your body needs rest. This is what your body is asking for. And I really appreciate the tips that you've been sharing. Uh, and so I kind of want to get back into that workplace leadership realm, because I noticed on your website when, when I was talking to you that you do host a lot of women's leadership retreats, um, and you really believe in the power of women's circles. So I was hoping, and I feel like this is why my mind was going towards Outlander and, and women's circles and stuff <laughs> like that, was I was hoping that you can share a little bit about what a women's circle is, how long they've been around, because I have a feeling it's been centuries, and what kind of exercises you tend to do at these leadership-focused retreats for women, because I, I think a lot of my listeners are uh, people who work full-time, women who uh, are you know rising through the ranks in their careers, but I feel like they still want to have this wellness approach to life. They still want to honor themselves and their bodies. And so I was hoping that you could share a bit about this subject and topic. Absolutely. So women's circles have been around since the beginning of time. And truly, we could say that it is written into our DNA to gather with other women. It's really only been the last few centuries where we've seen this disconnect where, you know, we've kind of been pinned against one another or felt like women are competitive or jealous or we, you know, have to fight to get to the top against each other. When in reality, this is such a beautiful collaborative relationship. Women are meant to gather, to exchange wisdom, to talk about life. And I think that's why so many women now are seeking out these women's circles or women's retreats, because we all have this innate desire for that. 
but maybe we don't feel safe to have those connections in our normal life or in our business relationships where maybe sometimes those unhealthier versions of feminine relationships are, are more obvious. So in a women's circle, it's simply a beautiful opportunity and space to remember who we are, to remember that what we're going through is very, very common that, you know, we're not alone in feeling a bit lost on our purpose. We're not alone if we feel like we're struggling to connect with our partner. These are things that likely we've all experienced. And by coming together, we can cultivate this relationship and have this sense of community. So they're incredibly nourishing. And I think that's, again, why we all crave this connection, but maybe don't have the opportunity in our normal lives. And then the practices really vary in a women's circle. Sometimes they are more focused on letting go and releasing these things, these limiting beliefs or these experiences from our past that really trap us and keep us stuck, keep us playing small. And sometimes they're a little more expansive, more so getting really clear on what it is we do desire and what we do daydream for our lives or what we want to start to build in our relationships. They're so magical. And it was a women's circle that got me started on this entire journey. It was going to a circle and sitting in this space with other women being totally scared because I never had good relationships with other women. And yet finding this sense of safety and resonance with these women that I had never, ever felt before. So it's, it's not a, an overstatement to say that they are quite life-changing. You know, I actually have had a friend here in New York, uh, invite me to a couple of circles or, or different things. And so I think I really want to check this out and try it. And I, I'm in the Brooklyn area. I'm sure I can find a, a really cool one. Um, but if you have any recommendations or anything like that, do let us know anywhere where you, you know, I think we can definitely send people back to your channel. I think you guys have uh, women's circles all across the country, correct? We do. We lead retreats all over the country, and then we have a certification training for women that want to learn how to lead women's circles, but maybe have never been to one or have no idea where to even start. And so we have facilitators all over the world. Oh, that's so cool. And some of these retreats, what are they like? Um, I know you mentioned a little bit about how uh, women are really just kind of letting go of some of their limiting beliefs, but is there anything else to the retreats, to the process? Yeah, we really seek to curate a beautiful space where women can feel safe to simply be themselves. And, you know, you mentioned this idea of women moving through the corporate ladder or maybe checking off a lot of the boxes on what we think we should be doing, you know, the, you know, we've established a certain level of relationship, we're married, we have a great house or apartment or whatever. And sometimes we realize we've built all of these credentials and yet we don't necessarily feel fulfilled inside. And that can feel so shameful to admit, but I think that's very true for a lot of us. And so a retreat gives us the opportunity to peel away a lot of these identities that we fixate on and instead to remember who we are and what our purpose is. And we do that with beautiful lodges in nature. So just to get away from the city is sometimes really powerful for us. We bring in chefs to curate all organic meals. Because again, how many of us are the ones making dinner for our entire family? Like when was the last time someone made us eat organic meals? And then we have these practices and yoga and meditation and all of it is meant to give this really loving environment and container for us to do that deeper inner healing work and really remember who we are. That's it. I'm ready to go. It's been a very <laughs> long work day. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, and actually, even in this interview, I, I apologize if my energy level doesn't seem as high because I, I, I feel like I've, um, I've had a long day and, and I, you know, it's the start of the, the menstrual cycle and, and now you're making me a lot more in tune to everything. But these women's retreats really sound great and wonderful and, and I'm definitely interested in checking them out. Yeah, they're amazing and we would love to have you. So I'm curious, is there anything else that we have, you know, I feel like we've talked about the the cyclical health. We've talked about the different um, productivity tips when it comes to uh, working with your cycle. We've talked about the age old uh, timelessness of women's circles, why they're so important and and have been around for since the dawn of time. And I was wondering, is there any other subject that you feel that our my listeners here really need to know about something that as women something that'll really help empower them? Mm. You know, a big thing that's coming to mind right now is to simply offer permission, permission to listen to your body, to allow yourself to feel your emotions and to let go of this idea that you need to be constant or the same or predictable or, you know, maintain this, this facade or this mold that you feel like you need to and rather understand that you are a cyclical human being that you're not meant to be the same that you do ebb and flow throughout the month and there's a lot of wisdom in learning to accept that and embrace that about yourself so if you need that permission there you go (laughs) permission accepted thank you after this call i will probably be yeah actually no after this call i think i'm going to start a lavender Epsom salt bubble bath soak. And I think that sounds like a glorious idea. Yes, sister. (laughs) Um, So thank you so much uh, for being on this episode. Uh, I thought this was pretty insightful. I think that my listeners are just as curious as I am. Uh, And so I was hoping that you could share with us a little bit more about where they could find you um, if they're interested. Yeah, absolutely. So if they're interested in the retreats or the women's leadership trainings, they can find that at goddessceremony.com. And if they want to learn more about what I do as a naturopath or that cyclical business kind of stuff, then they can go to cassandrawilder.com. Fantastic. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you guys so very much for listening. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to leave me a review. You can also find a few more doses of inspiration over at my Instagram at manifestation All right. Have an awesome, awesome day.